Hey, man, I hope you guys are enjoying your NFL season as much as we are, but right now it's the race to the playoffs. And you can go to YouTube and YouTube TV and get NFL Sunday ticket for as low as $39. And, oh, there's no two-year contracts. And bundle and save with NFL Sunday ticket and YouTube TV. 100-plus channels live? Come on now, baby. As low as $39, bro, you can't beat it. You know why I love it so much? Because we travel all the time. And I get to watch my games right here on my device. All I need is the internet. So I'm good. I'm always good. You can catch your team's out-of-market afternoon games on YouTube and YouTube TV with NFL Sunday Ticket. And remember, there's no two-year contracts. And right now, in the race to the playoffs, you can get it for as low as $39. You can get NFL Sunday Ticket now as low as $39. Get it now by clicking the link in the description or tap this link as we race to the playoffs. Oh, what man. up, dog? How we doing, What's man? What's happening with you, man? Man. What up with you, brother? Good to see bless, you, man. Bro, man. Ooh, yes, light skin. There we go. There you go. Oh, yeah, you got me out of the club. What's up, man? How you doing? He actually isn't light skin, though. He's not like. I'm a look. I'm, I'm like Carmel though. I'm like Carmel. You ain't gonna claim my side, bro. But yeah, I'm, I'm, we we cool his, though. We here. We here, bro. We here. His eyes light, so it makes him. But and two, he don't play football like he light skin. So really, what the hell that's supposed to mean? <laughs> like he really be hitting. Man, there's some light skin hair busters out there. There's some light skins. Them Polynesians, we count them too. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> we count Polynesians. I said something there. <laughs> How y'all doing? How you doing? Good to see you guys. Pleasure to meet you, Simone Ryan. Nice to meet you. Yes, ma'am. Hey, what's happening? Oh, you doing that? Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. Only vision I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Man, blessed, man. Can't complain. Good Welcome to meet y'all, man. Freddie T, Respect, Chan, man. I'm RC, man, Jonathan. Welcome. I want to get to it. Explain to me how a dude with a 43-inch vertical, right, that runs a 4-3 from St. Louis ends up at Missouri Western. Man, honestly, just I was a late bloomer athletically. High school, I was I was a good player on the team, but I hadn't I wasn't like totally sure of myself yet. I had long arms, like my hands was always big, but I was just kind of awkward, just limbs flopping all over the place. I honestly feel like I didn't mature athletically until like my senior year of college. That was when everything just kind of like worked out for me at the right time, you know. But honestly, I was just trying to get a, a scholarship, man, because I knew my mom wasn't gonna be able to afford college, so. Yeah. Um, they gave me a full scholarship and I had Pell Grant, so I was able to get a, a, a little yeah. refund check, you know, yeah. so and that was all I needed at the time, you know, so that was, that's, that's how that happened. Being awkward, was that how you had an ACL that was torn for months and didn't know? Honestly, I think it was because I wore ankle weights in high school for like a whole year and that was how I started being able to jump. But they say ankle weights, they pull on your, your ligaments, so I tore my ACL my senior year of high school and that was, um, really what started it. Wasn't your ACL hurt longer though than you knew? Yeah, it happened like football season, but I, I played the whole season and then um, I started playing basketball and then I actually ran track and I won the long jump in the meet, jumping off my leg, that was my ACL that was torn. So um, it swelled up after the meet, so that's why I knew something was wrong, but I just went to the doctor and he's like, yeah, man, you have a completely torn ACL. So 
Um, and I was just dumbfounded. That was my first like injury I've really ever had. So, um, and I'm already committed to my school at this time. This was January when I found out. So, well, not January, uh, March. Uh -huh. I already committed to my school at the time. So it's like, man, what do I like? I had to call my coach to tell them, you know, and um, they they seen me in their plans though, man. So they just told me I was gonna red shirt and um, just rehab and get stronger, you know. So all of us the kids that we gonna play in the league. Then, like you're saying, you get hurt. Then you go to Missouri Western. Be honest, bro, I don't even know what the hell that is or that mascot is. Missouri Griffin, man. I, it's in, yeah, Griffin, Missouri. Where is that? In Missouri. <laughs> we, we right outside of Kansas City. So, fun fact: the Chiefs they do training camp at my school. So I used to clean their rooms really? so I could stay up at campus for free uh, over the summer because they didn't they didn't pay for us to be up there. So I worked like on campus, like campus housing. I used to clean their rooms when they were at practice. Like that was awesome for us because we. You know, this is NFL player. You know, this is where we want to be. So, like, I think a big name was D'Anthony Thomas at the time. Like, man, he had all these shoes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, I couldn't imagine, you know, myself being there. Or, you know, fast forward, I, I played the Chiefs, and you know, people from my school staff was with the Chiefs now, and it's just, you know, full circle moment. So, so what's that like? Weeks ago, on the field with the Patrick Mahomes yeah. and and all of these guys who a young Jonathan would mm -hmm. be cleaning their lockers, and now having progressed, having matured. Having bottom line, man, I'm an undrafted free agent mm -hmm. as well. Having to work right. and put yourself in that position. You ever reflect on those moments, though? On those moments of cleaning just to be there, just to have housing, and now having an opportunity to play against people in those same jerseys. I journal a lot just to write down things that um you know happen just so I don't forget them, so the memories stay vivid. But honestly, now I just feel like I belong there. You know, we all have the same helmet on now. I've made plays in the league, so that's. You know, it just builds your confidence. But that's all I can say, man. It just it feels like I'm supposed to be out there. I have friends that I play with in college, man, that watch the games now. And it's just like they, you get that validation. Like, man, you you look good out there. You know what I mean? Right. But you don't think about it, man. You know, you're just out there playing fast. Like, you just see a number. I don't, it don't matter, you know, the name. You know, I'm just, whatever my job is, man, got to go execute it. Through that path, did you ever did you ever question yourself? Did you, did you ever have a, a, any kind of doubt that you was going to be where you at? Not doubt, but I was just unsure of myself. Like, I knew... Athletically, I could do everything, but it was more so just confidence and actually doing it. Um, I was on practice squad for the first three years of my career, so mm -hmm. that'll let doubt creep into your mind a little just because I've been cut five times. So you just have to keep going, you know, and I've, I've, I've always had a great support staff around me, man. I had older teammates that would see stuff in me that I didn't see in myself. They would just tell me, like, bro, just stay the course. Like, yeah. you know, I'm on the practice squad my third year in Houston. I'm like, man, like, something got to shake, you know? and. Um, I had my boy, he's like, bro, like, you, you're going to be good. You just got to, you know, stay the course. And three weeks after that conversation, I get my first interception on Justin Herbert. And that was um, really the moment that changed my career, you know, because now it's on film. It's not just in practice. And um, I'm one of the better quarterbacks, you know, in the NFL. And, um, you know, that really let me know I could do it. You talk about being a late bloomer and just wanting the opportunity to get, get in the scholarship, just get an opportunity to go out there and play. Same thing being undrafted. Those are opportunities. I think you recorded it saying you take that everywhere you go mm -hmm. and that chip on your shoulder. How does that, like, how does it really mot? I, I was drafted ninth, right? So I had a, a certain type of motivation. You always want to tell somebody about it. Every, every show we got, I was drafted ninth. I'm top 10. Listen, did like, I say that? Get it. Jay, did I say that? I, I didn't say that. I get it. <laughs> no, I I'm trying to ask yeah. him a question. You talking you know. about yourself? No, I'm, I'm, I want. I say it's a different type of motivation. Yeah. I want to hear. I know his motivation. Yeah. I want to know his motivation. I got you, Freddie. You boy. know what I'm saying? 
So I want to hear from him, not y'all. Honestly, man, it's just that feeling of just, you know, it getting looked over for so long. It just it just drives me to just want to prove myself. That was the biggest thing, just to show that I belong um, and continue to do that. And I've had guys tell me, like, man, you, you know, because now I'm in my sixth year, you know, so um, they say the undrafted stuff is kind of out the window now because I'm, right. you know. But it just, man, it just makes me want to prove myself, man, work harder just because, you know, I had to prove I had to work so hard to show people that I belong, you know, and um, I've been told that I wasn't good enough so many times, but I just took it as I have something else that I needed to work on. And so that's what really drives me. Just let myself know that I've never, you know, you never got it, always something I can work on and something to improve on. So that's really, um, I guess you could say my, my driving force, you know, my motivator. So um, I just want to keep proving people wrong, man. That's it. And the people that believe in me continue to prove them right. Yeah, and it never goes away, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Like I played 13 and you feel you feel that every step of the way, you know, like the the moment. Honestly, I don't get into no long shit, bro. I gotta ask you, man. God damn, y'all boys scared, bro. As us pretty red dimes as we are, <laughs> how in the hell did you pull Simone Biles? <laughs> and we, I love this football talk, bro. I gotta get yeah. to him. I'm over here rubbing my <laughs> knees trying to ask this question. <laughs> hey, Chad, I wanted to tell him he's talking about being looked over. Now when the right people look at you. Yeah, that's like, you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you do that, bro? Man, it's really, really how she pulled me, man. That's the question. Oh, man. Lord Jesus. Now you with Freddie. Now it's back. <laughs> now now you listen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Organic story, man. So I'm uh I'm about I just got to Houston. I probably have been to Houston seven months. Um, I was single at the time, you know, so I'm just living, being me and myself. And COVID had just hit, and but I had just went to Arizona, and one of my boys was like, hey, man, you got to check out this app, you know? And I'm like, nah, I'll check it out. Like, what is it? It was called Raya at the time. So um, basically, it's like a dating app, but, you know, you have to go through certain, like, criteria to make sure that you're who you are. So literally, have been on the app for a couple of days, man, and it's like, she pops up, and I'm like, let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics, so it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. So I'm like, okay, that's that's that's. I'll see what's up. I swiped her, and it said we match. So I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout, and I come back, and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this might be. It. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up, and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone and then she messages me on the app, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a, man, this gotta be fake. Like, I don't know, just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she gotta be good. If, yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college and we didn't have NBC, we didn't have Olympic channels and we're in camp, we're in camp. Late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched, like, you know. Jonathan, I'm going to let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, man, she, she messaged me. This was like a Tuesday. And we, we, we were texting back and forth. And then we hung out Friday, man. And um, we couldn't do much as COVID happened. Everything was shut down. So um, she came through down, um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs. So she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So, so you was really the catch in... I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did though. She is did, what you said. Cause I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles. Is at, what you're saying. At the time. <laughs> that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. 
I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm, man, this is my, this my third year. You know, I'm trying to, ah, I'm like, it's kind of early. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least expect it. And we hung out, man. It was like we hit it off instantly. You know, we just laughed the whole night. Man, play, uh, look, go ahead. Go I really ahead, wanted man. to talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell her? You didn't know who she was? Um, actually, my question to her was like, who's your competition? I didn't know nothing about gymnastics, so I'm just asking Nobody. Her. Yeah, and that's what she's like. She she told me, like, myself. That's one. That's the vivid, most vivid memory I have of that. She was like, myself. I'm like, nah, for real. Like, who who do you compete with? She's like, you know, myself. Because most of the time it comes down to if I mess up or not. And I'm like, and the moment where I knew she was the real deal, we were going to... I think she had an invitational, a gym invitational. No, um, milk and cookies. We were. We, I was milk and cookies before that. Yo, went to get went milk to and get milk and cookies and. Number one rated cookie spot, and it was so <laughs> many. I think it was like a Sunday we went. It was all these moms, and you know they're there with their kids, and we walked past, and everybody stopped and just. Kids are like shaking. It was like, oh my god, and I'm like. You thought it was because you thought you were fine, huh? Man, nah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's funny. They asking me. They like, here, can you take this picture? And I'm like, <laughs> So, Jay, what you're doing right now is confirming that she is actually the best in the world at flipping. Flipping the script. I see flip the she script. She shot her shot she at flipped. you. She did, though. She did, though. <laughs> because if she wouldn't have messaged me, chances, were, chances are, like, I probably wouldn't have. I probably was just, mine would have went somewhere else and wouldn't have thought to, you know, um, but she she measured me, and I mean, like I said, the rest is history, man. We Honestly, in truth, Simone Biles is lucky. For what? Because she took a chance. <laughs> <laughs> she lucky because she wouldn't have all that. Jonathan said she wouldn't have all that. Hey, now. Because he ain't had time. I, Jonathan, my, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. All right. We match. I was just the first to message. As soon as I clicked, ooh, I like him. It matched. So he had already liked my profile, which that means she I was always just the first. say we match. No, first. baby, we matched, but I was the first to message. Yeah, you, you messaged me. She messaged. She wasn't scared. She wasn't scared. See, I give that. I, I know scared. what I, I like and I know what I want. Y'all are young newlyweds. <laughs> Don't let people bring that shit in y'all house. <laughs> I'm trying to this man. Don't do that. I'm not trying to bring them shit nowhere, Freddie. This man's a hell of a safety. She's he will never be as good as a safety as this little motherfucker is as a gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> you agree, bro? You know what? He might. Because the other day I said, you know what? In a couple years, nobody is going to call him Simone Biles' husband. They'll call me Jonathan Owen's wife. That's, Speaking of, I don't know if you so saw sweet. it. On Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, I tweeted. I did see it. I tweeted I that they were not going to, like... I always pay attention to like cats who got into the league like I did. And I do think safety is one of those positions that if you play it long enough, you can get the experience and then your talent comes through and you start to get you start to get confident. For you though, take me back to being undrafted, right? Cuz I remember being undrafted. And I remember man, my second year and at the time, I didn't know what my sickle cell trait did. Mm -hmm. So like every now and then I would get really exhausted. Right? right? So we got you know how camp is, bro, when you undrafted. We had a scrimmage. We did a lot. Special teams first. And then the starting safeties ain't played. So I was on ones, twos, right? So I'm hyperventilating, whatever. And I remember calling my mom crying. Cause like I, they took me out the out the out the um, the scrimmage. And I was like, Mom, I can't make this. It's like if I can't practice, I can't make the team. Right. Take me back, man, to being injured, 
after being undrafted, now coming back to camp, being cut, working out across the street from the Arizona Man, Cardinals mess me up with that one, facility. Dude. You know, like you said, it was just you and your speaker. Mm -hmm. Like, what were those moments like? Were you really trying to figure out whether or not I'll ever get to do the right. thing I love? I'll never forget that time, just because um, the moment when I got cut, like. In my mind, I knew I was making a team. Just I, I felt I felt like I had a great camp. Made like I knew my role it was gonna be special teams at the time, you know. So making special team plays, and I'm in my massage after the fourth preseason game. I get a call from an Arizona area code. I'm like, that's weird. Like, let me just I ain't gonna answer it. Like, nah. It texts me. I knew right away. Like, it killed my massage. You know, I had 90 minute massage. I probably was in there 20 minutes. I couldn't believe it, it was the first time in my life I had been cut. You know. Um, but it let me understand because we had drafted a couple of safeties that same year. So I started to understand it. But at the time, I'm like, wow, I, I did this on the field. Like, I don't get it. But, you know, being undrafted, you know, that route's going to be a little harder for you. Just they don't have anything invested in me like that money wise, you know. So, man, it was it was tough. Like, I, I struggled with trying to figure out who I was um, because when people ask me, like, you know, I'm, let's say I'm walking around my apartment building and someone, oh, what do you do? Like, what do I say? You know, and I, right now, I nothing. yeah, and yeah. that was that I, I struggled with that just because I've always been football player or I was in, you know, college. I was one of the better guys on my team. So you just you used to getting that notoriety and you just have that um, identity. And like I was cut for three and a half weeks. And um, man, it was tough. I would go days where I, I just would go to the field, man, and just sit there. And like I couldn't find any motivation to get up and work out because I'm, I'm by myself. I'm in Arizona. My, my family's all in St. Louis. So I'm, you know, I'm there by myself with my dog and it was hot. So I'm just like, I had no, I felt in my mind, I felt like I had no support, but I did. I just didn't want to tell my mom. Like my mom had no clue I was going through what I was going through um, because I just, you know, as football players, we have to, I try to keep that, you know, everything's all right, I'm fine. Like I'm, the car gonna come, you know, but secretly like man, I was freaking out. Like, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? Like, I don't like, I'm not going to say I didn't have a plan B, but this is, I just felt like this is what I was supposed to do, man. Nah, you just know if plan A works you know, out, it's a lot better than plan B. You know, you know. Yeah, I've been um, there. I remember, man, I had, I called one of my best friends, man. He he went to college with me. He uh, played in the NFL for a few years, and I'm just talking to him like, bro, like, I'm I'm struggling right now, man. Like, phone not ringing, you know. I had a tryout at the time, and I went. Uh, my tryout was with the coach, man. I'll never forget. I go through, I think I killed a workout. And um, it's, no, it's no coaches out there, just scouts. So I'm like, man, this is kind of weird, but whatever. I'm talking to one of the scouts, they're like, we just didn't see that explosion that we seen on film. And I'm, and my, you know, I'm like, explode, that, that's all I know. Like, I'm, I had the highest vertical in the whole draft class, you know? Like, I couldn't believe it, but I'm like, it's on film. Like, if you wanted to know how fast I was, you should just have me run a 40. Like, I'm doing DB drills, so I'm thinking, right. slow, smooth, smooth as fast. Like, clean. I want to keep feet time on the turf in, yeah. in Indy. And, you know, they just, man, they sent me home. They sent me on a... They sent me to the airport at like 12. My flight wasn't till seven. Dang. And that was the moment. Like, I called my agent right after that, and we I'm sitting in the airport still for like six hours. I'm like, man, my next tryout, like I'm it's over. Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not going back to this life. Like I just, it just made you feel like, here, you know? Yeah. Man, they just threw me to they dropped me off at the airport, 12 o'clock. And then I, a couple weeks later, man. Had a trial in Houston, man. I packed everything. Like I wasn't coming back home. I, I went, took my dog to the Pest Mart, um, like pet hotel, and I'm looked at him like I'm gonna be back, bro. Like I don't know when I'm gonna be back, but I'm gonna be back to get you, man. I went to that trial in Houston. Like I packed my game system. Every like I knew I, in my mind, man. I went there. I'm, I'm, man, I'm dead tired. They had me on a 40. 
did the broad jump, pro agility, and I hadn't ran a 40 since this been a couple years, you know, mm -hmm. combine training. Um, man, I, I'm talking about I'm dead exhausted. I'm I'm catching deep balls. I'm sprinting all the way back to the guy letting him know, like, man, I, I, I'm not going back home. Like, I started to do medical, and I'm like, I'm getting an idea. Like, okay, they probably, right. man, the guy came in and told me they was going to sign me to P-Squad, and that was, man, like, I cried, like, you know, just because, man, I had been. I've been there. Man, you know, like I had been on that field, literally the Cardinals training facility was right across the street. So I would have to go at the later part of the day when it wouldn't be as hot outside. So I would see like my good friends leaving in their cars, driving home and I'm out here like I got kicked off the field by an amateur soccer team. They're like, ah, we need this field because it was better grass. So they sent me, I had to go find another field that was choppy, wasn't cut up. And man, I'm out there with my little plastic water bottle and my speaker, you know. <laughs> And then, like I said, man, I got I got signed to Houston September 29th, you know, yeah, 2019, a, and it was like, you know, that's seven. a testimony, though, man. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like your story is, when you're going through it, you feel like you're the only person that's ever been through right. it, and you're the only person going through it at that time. But there's that everybody. There's only one person that get picked ninth every year. Right. There is. Like there's just there's just and like not being funny. There's only somebody that's that good that's accomplished that much. Mm -hmm. There are more people like us right. that don't get drafted. They get passed over for seven rounds. And it's about, though, it's about in those times where you feel like it's over, mm -hmm. believing in yourself enough to keep trying. You know what I mean? Because I remember, so when I got cut from the Giants the first time, <clears throat> well, the second time, when they cut me and they sent me home, I had just got married. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And so I'm married. And so I took a job at LSU because that's why I went to school. I graduated. They were looking out for me. And I remember somebody coming into the office and, you know, being like, man, you were so good in college, mm -hmm. this and this. You know, what? You know, they asked you what happened. what happened. And it's hard to explain to somebody who thought you were really good in college. Well, they don't really care that much because they didn't draft me. Right. Like, I wasn't drafted. And I remember somebody asking me, like, was I okay? Like, had I played long enough? And I remember I used to lie to people and be like, man, you know, I was undrafted. I got two years. That's right. a blessing. And I remember, man, for a week, I just went home and prayed that I got a shot. I was like, just give me a chance. I remember I went to the first cuts after I right. made the trial, the first cuts. I was the last name, like the very last name went on the screen. Nobody called me. Nobody texted me. We're in Washington. And I remember, man, I was on the phone. And man, you know I like your significant other act. Yeah. Like with, like you don't be pissed, they just be more pissed yeah. off for you. You know what I mean? She was like, dang, mother effing call you, woo woo woo. And I was like, nah, it's like all I asked God for was a chance. Mm -hmm. So I got on my knees, man. I thank God. I packed my bags, brought them to the facility the next day. I'm telling everybody goodbye. And Greg Williams called me to the office and he was like cussing, he was pissed off. And he told me that day, he was like, I don't know why they put your name on there. You're not cut. He said, and if we picked the team today, you'd make it. You know what I mean? And it just came to me like, what if in that moment, I was reading Job at the time. I was like, what if in that moment I cursed God for giving me the very thing I asked for? And so, man, like your story is a testament to sticking to it, man, and perseverance, man. So, 
like give that testimony to other people in that locker room. The business of the NFL, something you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you think you think a lot? Now you, I don't want to say you're a vet. You're still a young dude. But do you think a lot of guys understand the business side? You know, understand it to it like affects you. You know what I mean? Where, like I said, you are an undrafted guy, and they do have guys that's drafted in. You might be outplaying them, but they're still gonna, you know, because we, 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 we see a future with them. You know what I mean? So they're gonna kind of push them. And I just feel like sometimes when you undrafted, you have to work so hard to show that you belong versus when you drafted, you get more leeway, you know? And so that was just something that I would just have in my mind just while I'm out there. Like um, my earlier years, like, man, I can't mess up. Like I'm only gonna get a cup, two reps at practice. And it's camp, like I'm getting two reps at the end of practice, you know? And I'm trying to keep myself warm. Like, and then, you know, you start to understand how it's looking. You start to see people, it's like that third week, getting towards the end of August, you're like, yeah, let me start focusing on these special teams. So let me go. You, yeah, go to yeah. the, you know what I mean? Just, man, just from watching guys, man, like I, I just start to see how you just have to find your role and maximize it. When you get the opportunity, you just can't look back, you know? Um, so like Mike Thomas, he was a, a big time yeah. vet for me when I was in Houston. Like he undrafted, what he played 12, like he was at yeah. 12, 13 years. And so he just like, hey, Joe, like he will always talk to me because I would just be in my head like, bro, I know I'm good enough to play. Like I'm doing it in practice. Like I'm. At the time, we were in 2019 in Houston, we had one of the better offenses. So, you know, that was the year we lost to the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm in practice going against these guys every day, just, you know, feeling like I'm getting better, like I'm catching interceptions, man. I feel like I'm being impactful and it just wasn't, you know, nothing would shake. But he was just always just talk to me like, man, you just gotta, hey, it's undrafted. You just gotta stay the course. And that was what helped me was talking to guys, mm -hmm. you know, and just always, just, you know, they always tell you, man, find a vet yep. to, you know, look after them and just kind of watch how they work and, you know, their routine, how they take care of their body. Um, so now I try to be that, like, guy for people. Just yeah. if I see a new dude in the locker room just got signed, like, hey, bro, come on. Like, this, you know, or you go in the meeting room, hey, bro, don't sit there. There's somebody's spot just here. You can sit, you know, because yep. it don't take much effort to just, like, I know you don't know nothing. You know what I mean? It ain't but, hard to be a good dude. Man. You know, and I, but I just remember being, yep. like, new unsure where I'm supposed to go and, you know, now I have kind of established myself and so I always make sure I give back. And, like, I'm I'm the one I always talk to the rookies. Just get them hip. Like, hey, bro, probably shouldn't do that. Like, look, I'm just homeboy to homeboy. Like, let me just let you know. Like, this is, you know, so just try to kind of bring guys along and um, any way that I can, you know. Yep. Outside of trying to make a roster, convincing your family that you ain't got it like that. Mm -hmm. How do you stay? How were you able to stay focused and let them know, look, I'm still grinding. You know, just because I'm in the NFL, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean I got $5 million here or right. $2 million laid away. How were you able to navigate that with your people? Honestly, my mom, like, she, my mom asked me for a thing. Like, she's terrified to ask me for something. Just, that's just the type of person she is. She'll rather try to figure it out herself. And, you know, if people ask her, she'll just kind of like, nah, mm -mm, he don't do that, you know? So I guess it's just having, like, strong people, you know, around you, man, to help, like, my mom, like, man, my wife should tell me, like, no, you're not doing that, no. Like, yeah. just the other day, no, you're not getting, they're not getting that for Christmas. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Got you, baby. Sound, <laughs> sound good, but, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's stuff like that, though, to where, you know, it really helps you. Because me, I'm just, like, I want everybody to. Yeah. Like, so my rookie year I did, like, I didn't know. My rookie year I was, you know, the most generous I've ever been just because, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bit, so I want to make sure everybody good, but. You know, who's going to help you if you don't have none, you know? They, they would always say as rookies, the thing harder than training camp is learning how to say no. Yeah. But Especially for rookies. It took me like a kind of a year, year and a half to just really like learn. And honestly, it took me being cut 
and not having income from, because as of the time, you know, check stopped last yeah. game. So mm -hmm. first week of January, and then I'm, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be on the team, like at least P squad, like at least they they kept the Arizona kept me on the team uh, for IR. So I'm like, I know, I think I'm, they like me, you know. Right. So man, we get all the way to September, and I'm like, dang, I still. And then I get cut, yeah, and then check. it's like. I gotta, you know, like, man, like, this is, this really, it really be crazy because you just spin it, spin it, you know what I mean? And so um, that was the moment really where it's like, okay, like, you gotta really, you know, just have to lock in with it, you know what I mean? And it, it do suck sometimes telling people no because you just, as a good person, you wanna just help everybody. But like I said, just having good people around me, man. My mom, she just, she's awesome. You know, you guys are, are playing, like, as your ascension, what y'all had, uh, like, you know, like Rudy, Darnell. Mm -hmm earlier, like th those guys have gotten banged up, like you've gotten an opportunity to play. And I always say, man, like when you get a chance, make them have to pull you off the field, right? right? You don't give that spot up. And you know, you guys, you know, Detroit uh, was leading, is leading the North, a team that y'all beat, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, a team that y'all beat, along with you ascending and the team playing well, you know, you have seen the ups and downs of a young guy like Jordan Love. What is like him starting to play well? How has that helped your team win some of these big games and actually put y'all in the playoff? Huh? Man, I'ma just tell you about J Love, man. Like we see so much in practice, like just the arm angle, just the touch, and I could tell every, you know, how much he's watched and has learned and grown since he's been in the NFL. Um, but man, he's, you know, it's all about confidence, man, and mm -hmm. just playing free and just being decisive. You know, really seeing it. Like once he, the offense really started, you know, rolling. We were in the Kansas City game, and I'm like, man, they, we only punted twice, yeah. I think, you know. And um, that's, I'm also on punt. You know, I'm the president of protector, so you <laughs> that's know, what I, I want too. Yeah. <laughs> so I hated that joke too. Boy. I, I kind of, I like to hit. Not people, me. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I used to be like, man, y'all better call a TV timeout. I used to be gassed, dog. <laughs> you got to do the count. Hey, exactly. right. You got to get yeah. that player performance, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Every play you out there. Yeah, so like just, you know, how do you how do you feel about where the team is is now as you guys start to get healthier and now it's time to make that push to put yourselves in the playoffs, which mm -hmm. y'all are in the wild card hunt now. I just feel like this is just the best time for us to be um, hitting our stride, man, and just finding our identity, you know, offensively and defensively. You know, you get to December football, and this is where it really matters. This is where you separate yourself, and the division starts to, you know, you start playing teams twice in three weeks, you know what I mean? And um, I just feel like, man, it's, it's, it's great to see just the offense because we have so many rookies, you know? So mm -hmm. guys just got to kind of- cold. Yeah, man, yeah, the boys, they, boys yeah. nice, you know? once. Once everyone figured it out, you know, and just you learn how to be a pro, and um, like I have a rookie, uh, Wicks. He's uh, he's my right right next uh, right next to my locker, so I talk to him every day, just tell him, like, hey, bro, I seen you do this in practice. Hey, just you know, just to make him better. Um, and they all you know listen, very receptive to everything. Um, but that's the best thing, man, about the team. Everyone's selfless. Like you know, guys don't complain about not getting the ball, you know, just because we have so many weapons. And um, defensively, we just have so many vets, like. We have guys that have been there, been established, and they don't let you slip. Like right. with Sean Gary, can't do it around him. Like why he cry all the time though? Man, he I need D line. <laughs> you know, he's I, one of my favorite players. Man. Love I love Sean Gary, bro. Oh, he's a monster. He's a Anybody monster. would love to play behind him because you know he, he you know, he getting there. He getting there. Yeah. He's affecting the quarterback. Like the man had the Detroit game. Man, three three, three strip, like three yeah. sacks, two strip, like. He gifted me a touchdown. I told him, I'm like, man, I appreciate you, you know? Like, 
And he's, you know, but he's just, he's just such a selfish guy, man. How is it to play in Green Bay? Because you hear the story where you can't get a season ticket unless somebody granddaddy mm -hmm. give it to you and all that. I remember playing in Green Bay mm -hmm. and they were passionate fans, but they ain't nasty, they pleasant. Like right. you'll make a tackle and they'll be right. like, good play. Right. But being in a, it's a small market. Right. Like, can you go somewhere without people knowing who you are yeah. in Green Bay? Nah, not for real. It's, it's you know, because everyone's a fan of the yeah. team. So, but they're very respectful, man. That's why I could tell you. Like, like you said, they so nice. Um, this is the first place I've been that has like an actual like Green Bay fan base. When I was in Arizona, Arizona big melting pot. So people from everywhere. You have away games. You're gonna have a lot of people from the other team. You know, and then Houston's the same way at the time. You know, a lot of people. So. Green Bay, it's like, man, you at the home games, like, it's a, a energy, like, I, I can't explain to you, man. That Kansas City game was so loud. It was one moment I was trying to, like, yell to the corner, and he just locked in, but he, you know, it's third down, so the crowd is just, and I'm trying to yell at him, I'm just like, F it, man. I hope you, I hope you're here with me, like, <laughs> but, um, and I love it, man. I don't, you know, I've, I've been in the, you know, cities where everything's going on, so I've did that already. Um, you know, I'm married now, so man, I, I love it, man. I can't complain. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of my college town, so, um, and I don't do much. I go home and, you know, watch film and kind of sit and watch TV, so I'm... You can still hit the streets a little bit, Mary. Nah, I mean, not in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, what streets you gonna hit, huh? Nah, I, I, hit the, I hit the streets with my lady, man. <laughs> How do you feel to win the, the celebrity couple game? Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they, had the, they had the wives and girlfriends on TVs they did. More than the, the players. They did. Like, they had Simone and uh, Taylor on TV way more than Jonathan and Travis. Yeah, it was. I was just glad that I won my matchup. <laughs> we won the game. That's all I worry about, man. Interviewers asking me, like, do you know, do you care about, you know, them coming to the game? Like, it doesn't, you know, I just mess with them. It, nah, it don't make no difference to me. I just look at them. Yeah, well, one, that's your, that's your wife. Like, yeah. that's, that, that's what it's going to be to you. That's mm -hmm. where it starts. Do you feel like that's in, that is embraced? Because even in saying initially, like you didn't know who mm -hmm. she was, you know now, yeah. and so does everybody else in the world. And it's like, you know, there is going to be a sort of fanfare and attention right. that goes on with that, even in the, the privacy of your relationship and what your couple is. But as you play football as well, mm -hmm. if she comes to the game, she still is Simone Biles as a singular Right. human and celebrity. Do you feel that's been embraced in Green Bay and it being such a small town? Oh man, they they honestly it's it's so crazy. The fans, they just they awesome. You know, they love having us there and people tell you all the time, you know, just so happy to have you here. It's just the type of people they are there, man. Like I it's we don't we don't mind that it's a small market. Honestly, um in my opinion, like this is the most like locked in and the best football I've played just being here. And it just make you lock in, man. Like it's you don't have as you know all those distractions and you know, I, like I said, I go home and I'm like, I'm watching the iPad, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at things. You know, I'm trying to get tips on the offense and see what I can do. You know what I mean? Just to make my game better or make me play this much faster. So, man, I, like I said, man, it's a blessing in disguise, man. Being young and being married is is difficult in itself because you're could, you're continuing to grow mm -hmm. individually and you have to find a way to grow together. Right. Also, being married to a public figure and you came to Simone's defense over a shopping trip. Mm -hmm. And you explain something non-celebrities don't understand. Mm -hmm. That there is no limit on how much people feel like they're entitled to or will ask you for. Do you ever find that difficult to navigate? Because, yeah, you have to support your, your spouse right. in the home. You have to support and back her 
as you guys live your lives, but it's also different when you have to support her so publicly right. in a situation like that. How do you navigate that with also thinking about your career as well? At first, it was difficult to just understand how much in the public eye you are, like literally everything you do, like we'll take a picture in front of a restaurant and, you know, next thing we know it's on Yahoo or someone's, you know, snap screenshotting and sending it to me, you know. Um, so it was, it was, it took, it took a minute to get used to it, but at the same time, you just have to let people know, like, you're human too. You know, if we're out and, you know, we want to have a good time and relax and, like I said, man, like, we take one picture, you know, people just gonna swarm you and now we're trying to walk around the mall and it's a hundred people following us. That was really, like, the thing where we go out and it'll be like, we kind of look at each other like, going. You know, sometimes, you know, as kids, you know, that's yeah. a moment where you just, you, you go with it and, you know, you gotta, you know, kids might not know when they'll see you. So, you know, yeah. you understand that, you know, right. you know, we had a restaurant and we're out eating and, you know, someone comes up and um, that's the one time where I had to get used to it. She was a lot nicer than me. Me, I would just get annoyed. Like, bro, we sitting here eating, like you really, and then they're going to put the phone, you know, they steady like, hey, you can't take the picture for us. And I'm like, man, I'm not trying to take this picture. You're the photographer. I got food in my mouth, man. <laughs> they trying to have me, you know, so. But it's just something, it's what comes with it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing, like, the way that she handles it is I just watch her. You know, mm -hmm. she's just, she has her times where she like, you know, she'll take every picture. But then, you know, if we're doing stuff and she doesn't want to cause a scene, like, especially sometimes at the game, she'll, you know, no, right. like, you know, I'm here she, for him. She does support you, bro. You know, I'm here for him. Like, I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. so. Um, and I appreciate her for that a lot. Like, she's helped me transition into the spotlight because before I met her, like, I'm not, I was just a regular NFL player. So the, I can walk around the mall, people wouldn't, you know, and that was all I knew at the time, you know. But then when I got with her and I did see how much in the public eye she is, how many people recognize her. I mean, we're out the country and, you know, we're still looking over our shoulder, you know. Right. I just, man, she's kind of taught me how to deal with that, though. Even with that, she's a big advocate in the mental health space. Mm -hmm. How does she help you with those challenges of being a pro, an NFL player? A lot of ups and downs. Man. Maybe not having the confidence that, man. you know, you talked about. I'm how glad, she you, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Me, me and her, man, we had a conversation before the first game, like, Maybe because, uh, you know, we get that break before right out of the mm -hmm. camp, you get that weekend. And um, I'm watching film and she, I said, hey, look at this. Like, I thought I did. She's like, man, you look a little slow right there. And I'm like, girl, what you talking about? You like, no, you just look like you think it too much. Mm -hmm. And like, because I know who's like anybody else, other any other woman other than her, I'd have been like, man, what are you talking about? You know, but she said that she's like, I just been noticing it. You know, I noticed it for a while. I just didn't say anything to you just. But she did, and when I thought about it, like other, like my coaches have told me that because I'm very like, I've always been like a nerd in school, you know, very analytical thinker, you know. And she told me that, and it brought it to my attention, and it was slowing me down just because I went to the sports site guy with the Packers, and he told me it was called paralysis by analysis. So you you trying to be so aware of everything that's going on that you freeze yourself, and you, you know what I mean, and. Um, that would happen to me, and it would be times where she'd lead a game and be like, "Ah, oh, babe, you just look a little slow today." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Girl, be quiet!" Like, what? Are, you know, like. <laughs> but um, when she did that, it made me, you know, have to work on myself, you know, um, because I did realize like I was confident, but it was almost like pretend confidence, just because I know I'm supposed to be confident because I'm in the NFL, you know. In my mind, I still hadn't proved myself enough, and man, we had that conversation, and I went, you know, 
to the sports side guy, just talked to him about it. Um, and he's just kind of telling me everything that was going on. And he told me about like imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. just thinking that you are, you know, everyone else thinks that you're something else, you know, and um, but in your mind, you still don't feel like you deserve it. You know, that was really something that I was dealing with. Boy, side guy, a few times a week, man, talking with him. And um, she she told me, though, she's like, like, that's what I like right there, you know, and just seeing how fast and just quick and just making fast, full speed decisions. Um, it was a game we had against the Rams. I'm in cover three in Carroll Flat. Quarterback dropped the snap. It's a rainy game. He dropped the snap, man. I'll shoot the B gap, like, you know what I mean? I, like I said, I'm in coverage. I shoot the B gap, man. I go get a strip sack, and it's like critical part in the weird. game. And it was just, it wasn't even, yeah, you know. And she, she's like, I was surprised you went that fast. Like I didn't think you were gonna, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that was the moment I told her. Though. I was like, you know, whenever I, I write a book one day, you know, I'm gonna come back to this situation like this conversation we had like we just laying in the bed man I'm watching my iPad and she tell me that um but you know that's what like I think about all the time you know I'm telling her that's that was the big moment in my career where I feel like my trajectory and my career changed because I like I, I started 17 games last year but I was kind of forced into a vet role but I was still new I had only started three games before I started out 17 last year. yeah so I'm yeah. I'm really having to try to accelerate like I got to help t you know kind of help bring him along too um but like I said it wasn't not it was now I'm not saying it was pretend but I had to play this role of you know I'm a vet but really I'm just as young as you Peter. you know in my mind that's how I used to think about it right. but man when we had that conversation it just you know she just opened my mind to Ed Reed said that football is a smart man's game, not a thinking man's game. Right. That's perfect timing. Um, I just wanted to share with you that I, too, had a sports site guy. Mm -hmm. um, kind of lost my confidence after some injuries. And uh, that imposter syndrome thing is real. And what I would do, and one thing I would suggest for you is, you would take all these, a lot of your highlights, mm -hmm. a lot of your best plays. Don't be shy about it because you are that guy out there making those plays. You get RC's cut-ups. You go get some of the best, Sean Taylor, Troy Palmalu, Ed Reed, and you splice those with your highlights over whatever music you want and whatever quotes you hear Tiger talking, mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali talking in the background, and you watch that before the game. And that's just gonna instantly remind yourself that you are that too. Right. You know, and playing fast and playing free. And that's what it's about. And that's what helped me kind of regain my stuff. I appreciate that. For man. sure. It's funny because playing ball, you're big and strong and all. So, like, my wife and kids are amazed that I can, like, pick up a couch. You know what I'm saying? I can throw <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah, love seat yeah. on my shoulder. And my kids right. are amazed by it. Like, oh, daddy, you're so strong. With Simone, like, does she do stupid athletic stuff? Like, if, if she go on the, the driver's side, you be like, nah, baby, I drive. Does she, like, jump over the car instead of walk around? Man, honestly, with her, it more so be like, she'll just randomly do a split, like, or she'll be just stretching and her leg will just be right here. And I'm like, bro, that looks so, like, she'll send me a picture and her leg is just kind of, like, right here next to her head. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I think, I think she might be trying to give you a sign. <laughs> Maybe one of them little uneven boys in the bedroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> that man trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> you know what he, yeah. what he, he did good. He, he did, did good today, though. He did good for he, sure, man. Yeah. I've seen you. I've seen very, some quotes. Yeah, he's been boy. very respectful. He's, boy. he's been very respectful. Fred asked about the mental health piece with Simone and 
being married, like so much, you share so much. Mm -hmm. Like you said, that happened in the bed because that's where you're spending time right. with your significant other, with your wife. When you know somebody's the best to have ever done something, and even from a mental point, she needed a break. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from that? From knowing, from being able to see her, from being able to see her compete, knowing how hard she works, knowing how she excels, but even knowing that you can be that at that elite of a level and still be overwhelmed. How did that teach you how to take care of yourself and thinking, like you said, a sports psychologist and making sure you were in the right place if even the best ever could be overwhelmed? Honestly, man, is Oh, man, because I, I went through it with her, you know, like the night before everything happened at the Olympics, man, we on the phone, like I'm, you know, on FaceTime, like, baby, you got it, you know, like just trying to help kind of boost. And she's, you know, just kind of telling me like something, you know, something's up. Like, you know, I don't really trust myself. It was just crazy, man. Like, like you said, the best, you know, the pressure gets to, you know, everyone, you know, so you have to make sure you take care of your mental, you know, just because you can't see, you know, uh, you know, mental issues, you can't see it. People don't right. think they need to take care of it, you know? It just made me know how important it is, just being around her and just seeing, like, we just, we might be in the bed and, you know, she might just start crying just because of the trauma that, you know, caused from it. And um, I was glad that she did get to get those couple years just to kind of decompress and, you know, we went, took some trips, man, got married and um, now it just looked like she coming out, you know, with a clear mind, you know, because she did work on it. She's been to the therapy. Shoot, I went to therapy because, you know, she, she does it, you know what I mean? We went to therapy together and it was just something she not made it cool, but like it was something that I know like this is something you really should. Like, because I had never, I, I had never seen or like knew people that just go to therapy, you know, right. just so seeing she's really the first one I really seen and, you know, she'll have the online therapy and. Um, then we did the premarital counseling and everything. She just opened that door to me to where I know, like, you know, talking to a third person, you know, because I can tell you everything all day, you know what I mean? But talking to someone outside and just um, that just is there to just analyze and just hear what you have to say. That was just like I said, it was it was a big thing for me. So she, she not made it cool, but to the point where it made me want to just, you know, pay attention more and go through it with her. So. so so here's my last question. You're still a young man. So it's very early on in your life, <clears throat> like you're here because of what I saw, Phil. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, dude's baller. And for me, it's always about having an opportunity to tell stories from a different perspective, from people that you may not know what they had to go through to be right. at that point. For you, what has been the biggest pivot? What has been the one moment, whether you needed that moment to get here, that moment taught you a lesson that allowed you to get here, or it's actually the thing that puts you here. What do you think is the big, biggest pivot so far for you? So I got two. So I got a, like a, a career pivot, I guess, and then like a life. So my life will be my senior year of college. Um, I'm in camp and like my stepdad, he was basically in my life since I was four or five. And so that was, you know, who helped raise me. You know what I mean? Fresh after a practice, we probably have two weeks until the season starts. And my coach, they walk me up to the office. I'm like, why am I, why y'all take me to the office? And they tell me that, well, my stepdad got shot and killed in an armed robbery. And, um, you know, that's just who's there with my mom. And my mom is um, disabled. She has a rare muscle disease. So she's not able to walk too great. So, she, you know, my mom, I'm like, man, my mom at home by herself now. And that was the moment where I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta do something to make my family situation better, man. Like, I don't know if y'all know too much about St. Louis, but 
you know, it, you know, it get it get grimy there, and you know, depending on where you at, you know what I mean. So um, that was the moment for me, man. Where I'm just like, man, I I gotta do something, you know. And uh, like I said, this was like I I had I had good seasons in college, but that was the moment where I just had a different type of driving force in the games, and you know, all my teammates seen it, and like I just told them, like you know, follow me, you know what I mean, and um. They were all there, man. They helped. They picked me up, man, because I'll never forget, man. I'm sitting there crying, just, and I'm just thinking, like, man, like, I got to do something. And, man, I go on to have my best year of college. Um, and that was really what put me in a position to where I did have scouts coming to a D2 school. And I had a pro day at our school, you know what I mean? And, um, man, it was just crazy. I had all them scouts there and everything. And then uh, my career pivot will have to be I started the year out on practice squad 2021. I think I played seven games, so I was. I was on practice squad for the first eight weeks of the season. Then they signed me. And I played like three, four games at special teams. And then Justin Reed, that's my boy, he uh, he gets a concussion against Seattle. And so I played the whole second half of the Seattle game. So I'm still new to this. So I'm like, man, that's Russell Wilson. Like, you know, that's how I was still thinking, you know? And then the next game, Jacksonville, this is my first NFL start, man. Like, I'm nervous, nervous, man. My family nervous. I go out there, I had eight tackles in the first half. And it's like, I'm tackling stuff out the post, running back, bust through. I'm coming like full speed, you know, chopping them down, like making it look routine. And then the next game, you know, we playing the Chargers and I'm like, Justin, uh, he comes back, the other safety gets COVID. So I was at free safety this game, now I'm in the box. And man, I interception against Justin Herbert in a, like a critical, like they were a playoff team. You know, we weren't competing for anything, but you know, it's, you know, the NFL, you always putting great film up out there. Man, they, they try a corner post on me in cover two. I undercut it, pick off Herbert, and it was like slow motion. Like it was crazy. And the craziest thing was I was mic'd up that game. My mom, she was sitting next to Simone in the stand. So obviously when I did made a play, the TV put Simone on the stand. My mom is right there. So my mom is on like ESPN highlights, you know, and my whole family is getting to see that. And it was just, um, that was like a crazy, that was like my, like, you know, I've made it, you know, yeah. my NFL moment. You know, I got posted on the social media page. That was my first time. So mm. it was a super dope moment. But that let me know, like, that let me believe, you know. But crazy things, just how God, all, you know, he always going to test you. First play of the next game. I was still on kickoff return at the center. Mm. Starting to say, but I was on kickoff return. Next game, dislocate my wrist. First, first kickoff of the game. And so it's like, I just had the best game of my life, like, you know, and, Next game, dislocate my wrist. Now we only had two more games left, so it was the end of the season. But um, it was like another, you know, another valley I had to go through. You know what I mean? And um, came back, rehab from it, and started 17 games last year. And it was, you know, the moment where I just, you know, I could consider myself a starter in the NFL. Changed my resume, you know. Yep. So keep taking care of your mental, and like Marshawn say, take care of your chicken. Yes, sir. And speaking of chicken. How's the food in uh, Green Bay compared to Houston? You're gonna try to get me in trouble. Huh? <laughs> no, man. It's a real question. Simone, man, she cook? So, she cook? Uh, my baby get down, stop oh, yeah? playing. Oh yeah, I, I love when she come up there. Well, let me ask you this. How's the food in, in St. Louis compared to Houston? Cause I know St. Louis got a different type of uh, rib, like barbecue and stuff. St. Louis, man, St. Louis straight. St. But Houston just, man, you, can't, you can't compare Houston, man. It's right. just. It's so many restaurants, you know what I mean? Like every culture you need, every style of food, you got lounges, right. you wanna go to the club, you still get food. Like it's everything you need there, you know what I mean? So Green Bay, it's just, man, it's, 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 it's good though. You know, it doesn't have the same 
restaurants, but you, you know, in my mind, since I've been to other places, I'm like, this is this is Green Bay nice. So this is their, you know, <laughs> right. this is their nice steakhouse. You know what I mean? Just because I've seen other places, but yeah. food good to me, food man. Food. I, I didn't need some. I need the facility food and some chicken wings on Friday, and I'll be I ain't good. Mad at you. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you some unk advice on the way out. There's some real stuff. Y'all talk about cover seven double moves. Well, y'all need to make some babies, boy. Y'all need to make about 11 babies. I don't worry about that. I got to let my, I gotta I let my baby handle herself first. I'll invest <laughs> NIL, future earnings, whatever y'all need, because y'all go make some. And let me tell you this, round two makes babies. Okay. That respect. first, that first, oh, 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 that's just dog slobber. Respect, respect. That second round is a bullet of babies. <laughs> respect, respect. So you got to go round two to make a baby. Now I'm telling y'all, y'all, this is just, oh, this a man with three children. Respect. <laughs> Make seven twins. That's fourteen. <laughs> That's fourteen. We we just gonna enjoy the process, man. Yeah. That's what I tell you, man. That's the best part is the process. Enjoy the process. We talking about fun. We talking about practice. Oh, I thought we talking about we talking about practice. Yeah, practice. Right. That's fun. Yeah, you know. I, no, man, no. I had a vasectomy. I ain't doing nothing but practicing anymore anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here it goes the pivot. But now, nah, man, I think uh, I love the story. Uh, I love where you are now, but the story isn't finished. And I'll say this, draft picks, right? Especially early draft picks, they get an infinite amount of time to prove to people that they cannot play, right? right? They go to one team, they can't play there, somebody else gives them an opportunity. Mm -hmm. What you do as an undrafted free agent is spend your entire career proving to people you can't play, right? And and you never lose that, right? Continue every day, man, to go out and prove to people that you're supposed to be there. Like, never lose that, because that's something that we have that they can't have, because mm-hmm. they've never been there. But, man, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, I'm man, really excited that we had the conversation, man. man. Best of luck, too, man. Thank Ball you, out. man. All appreciate right, bro. It, man. And you know, too, man, I trained J. Reed. Man, you trained J. Reed. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> my dog, my dog, Trey Mahomes, he out there with yeah. you. Was yeah. Mercedes up there? Uh, nah, he, so he wasn't. He, he's in, uh, you know, he's in Chicago yeah, now. in Chicago now. You got my number. Huh? Your sickle cell trait too? Yeah. yeah, I got sickle cell trait. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. No, he didn't talk about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so you know, I don't have. My bad, yeah. So, so you know, I don't have wow. a spleen. I don't have a gallbladder. Yeah. None of that. So I play in Denver. I was cool. I just had to like make sure I overly hydrate. Well, I be, I was strained up. Houston, <laughs> Houston camp. First day, I'm cramping up every time. Yeah, you know, I used to like, struggle. I didn't know why though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back when I was doing it, it wasn't like you just ain't no. You know what I mean? So I knew I had the trait, yeah. but I just never knew why I was cramp prone in yeah. co- like college. As soon as I would come down third quarter, like my my calf would start twitching. I'm like, yeah. why I'm cramping? And you like, twitchy too. Yeah. So that's what yeah. you know. You, you know that, when too. that calf, when that calf kind of grab on you, yeah, like you know, that's that man. The whole day over with after that. So yeah. Hold up. Limitless. They can still make cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. They can still make cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission.